unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my soul unto thee, O Lord? Do I lift up my soul, O my God? I trust in thee, so let me not be ashamed of my enemies. All right, we are, as you can tell, we're missing quite a few folks tonight. Uh, they've gone up to Iuka, down, I guess, yeah, up to Iuka uh, for Lads to Leaders tonight. They're going to be able to uh, do their program there. So we're missing those folks, and you can tell that by who's not here tonight. But we are glad you're here. And I want to begin tonight by reminding you if you are here tonight and we're not able to. Uh, partake of the Lord's Supper uh, this morning. If you'll go out there to the little chapel, uh, you'll be taken care of and somebody will serve you at this time. All right. We probably are going to need everybody to have a book's tonight, okay? All right. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, First Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, so Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Zephaniah, Zechariah, Zechariah, stop right there. That's 39 books, right? Six, six in the Bible. The adults don't know the Old Testament books of the Bible because they're not saying it. Did you know that? They're not saying it, so they must not know it. Let's see if we know the New Testament. Ready? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 1 John, 3 John, Jude, good, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to Colossians what? 3, 17. Okay. 
Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And there's a verse that we can sing that proves God made everything. It's a beautiful day outside of it. God made everything that we can see. How do you prove that? Hebrews what? Three and four. Okay. Every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. Y'all remember the judges? God sent judges over Israel. One great woman, 14 men. They helped Israel fight their battles. Led them back to God from sin. Othel, Ehud, Shekhar, Deborah, Gideon, and Emelech, Torah, Jephthah, Isban, Elon, Abnon, Samson, Eli. Excellent. That's very, very good. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Excellent. Excellent. All right. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He's so good to me. I love him so. You don't get to have to go to school tomorrow? 
Wow. That's all right, though. You still do your best, though, aren't you? All right, let's close out with our song. One, two, three. One and two. Three and four. More than you ever been loved before. Five, six, seven. Eight and nine. Love is divine. Now we sing right up to ten. We don't have time to sing it again. All right. Tonight we are, are glad that you're here. We're fixing to go to Bible class. Uh, you can go and go if you want to. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're glad you're here tonight. If you're visiting with us, you are our guest, and we want you to come and be with us anytime uh, that you can. Of course, uh, we will assemble this coming Wednesday night for Bible classes for all ages at 7, and we'd love for you to be a part of our service then. I don't have any announcements to make other than uh, the Golden Circle is going to be going to Earl's Grill tomorrow in Crump, Tennessee. We'll leave at 930. Uh, I think we've got uh, around 20 that are signed up. If you want to go, it's not too late. Just sign that list tonight uh, before you leave so that we can have uh, a record and an accurate number. All right, before we go to class... Let's let our teachers go and sing Jesus Loves Little Children, okay? Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. stuff that we do and all the technology a lot goes on that you're not aware of you're just sitting there and all these people are buzzing around working so we really appreciate them don't we hear that thousands are echoing here you can't hear it good because you're way up there but it's thousands amazing so thank you so much here is my list of sick people and you know my procedure. I'll go through my list. And if you have somebody you'd like to add at the end, I will be happy to put them on my list. And you can tell them we've been praying for them. Irene Baker is Melinda Hester's mother. She has terminal cancer. Austin Wentz, grandson of John and Wilda, is undergoing treatments for cancer. Don and Brenda Dawson are both not well. Wade Davis has been missing for over nine months now. Carolyn Wilcutt's recovering. Bobby Petty has lung cancer. Kelby Smith has Parkinson's. Cody McGee was here today. He seems to be walking pretty well, but still not returned to work. Chopper's here. He's suffering. I, I try not to even ask how you doing, because I... I just don't want to hear him talking about, I'm still suffering. But we're still praying too, okay? Now, Brenda said take her off the list. I just left you on here because we're going to thank God that it's going well. And then I'll just remove you, okay? She's doing better, by the way. Larry Kennedy has lymphoma, uh, but it's in remission. He has some other complications, that that can be treated with medication. Danny Ramdahl has kidney failure. Ben Roberts has pancreatic cancer. Paul Rollison has brain cancer. 
Lex Crossan has several health issues. Norma Hemwell saw her the other day when I was visiting Luther, and she's also got quite a few health problems. Marty Woodruff and his wife Donna both have cancer. Eli Johnson has cancer, undergoing treatments. Ethan Kendrick has a friend, Justin, who has throat cancer. Ethan, any update? Okay. Okay, he'll be going back to see a doctor in May. All right. But we're going to keep praying for him. Uh, James Goddard has cancer. Micah McBrayer has cancer. John Roten has some health problems. And Langford has pain due to arthritis. Emma Hutton has cancer. Paul Nichols has cancer. Sharon Strickland has cancer. Grayson Miller has cancer. Scotty Ennis has leukemia. Uh, they found a bone marrow match. Uh, it's gotten to the place where uh, you know, the treatments he's undergoing were not going well, so this was the next progression, and don't know exactly when that's going to take place, but we're very grateful that a match was found. Tory Cobb's recovering from his accident. Lisa Allen's brother-in-law, Paul Goldman, has cancer. Pat Moore has breast cancer. Uh, our little Ellie had her tubes put in her ears, but it was still, you know, still there was infection going on there, so some of that's still yet to be cleared up. But she's doing great after surgery. Teresa Burcham has pancreatic cancer. Laura's pregnant. Where, where, wasn't she here? Where's Laura? Have a pregnant woman lose somewhere. Okay, may have done it. So remember her and also remember Lauren. She's pregnant too. Loxley Eaton uh, had a brain tumor removed, making trips to St. Jude. Emsley Murphy has a tumor on the brain, uh, surgery to come. Denise Martin has, is at home recovering. Barbara Beard has back pain. Linda, it, when do your treatment start? Don't know yet. Tomorrow. Okay. Good to know. Uh, remember Bo's dad, Jimmy Gross? Uh, Leslie Long had uh, some pregnancy complications. Uh, Barbara Foster has breast cancer. Mike Vance has cancer. Uh, Lynn had her shoulder surgery. Uh, her recovery is going well, so we're, we're grateful for that. She has really had a time. Uh, Caitlin Chun had gallbladder surgery a couple, couple weeks ago, and she's, she's doing well in her recovery. Bobby Brazel uh, is going to be having gallbladder surgery. I'm not sure when. Tuesday? Okay. Is it the surgery or the? Okay, good. To find out. Uh, Jimmy Wigington has bladder cancer, had surgery. Uh, Luther, uh, he fell and broke both his wrists. He's recovering from that. He's also experiencing pretty severe shoulder pain. So I just, I don't know how that's going to go, but he's really suffering from that. And, you know, so is Joan. Uh, Joan's caring not only for him, but also for her sister. So, and you know, it wasn't that long ago, she was on our list with her shoulder in such bad shape. So that's a painful situation for them. Mike Johnson, remember him? Uh, he had a stroke, affected his eyesight. Uh, he had a very severe headache again the other day, was hospitalized, and just pray that all that can be resolved. Uh, he's, they, you know, they uncovered a, a tumor when they did the testing. Um, Janice Taylor's mother-in-law has been on and off this list for a while, but she passed away. And here are the pertinent details about tomorrow. There'll be visitation at McMillan Funeral Home from 11 until 2, and then the funeral will be at 2. Dave Woodrow is dealing with some 
problems. So please pray for him. Joey Pittman was here this morning, and he said that uh, this this transplant isn't going quite as well as the first one that he had in the other eye, but he's progressively getting better. So we're thankful for that. Uh, Joan, Joanne, did you find out if you're having back surgery? Okay. All right. Uh, Francille Davis's granddaughter, Lily Michael, is having some health problems. No? Better. You want me to take her off? I'm going to take her off after we're thankful. Okay? All right. Uh, is Cass, Cassie... Okay, so Cassie uh, has COVID. Cassie also has other health problems, and of course that's exacerbated with COVID, so we will pray for Cassie. Um, anybody else you want on this list? Yes. Yeah, my daughter, Katie May, she serves six weeks pregnant. She has some blood pressure issues. So. Is that right, Katie? May? M-A-Y? What? Blood pressure. Okay. Okay, we'll definitely pray about that. It, it devastated. What was the name of that town? The pictures are unbelievable. Yeah, that whole area there, even Amory. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is it a depressed area of our state? Okay. That, even, that even makes it worse in terms of recovery. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Yes, great. Yeah, I was hoping to fix this. There it is. Okay, she has dementia. Broken her head. That's she had surgery today, and then she's got she's got to be Okay. begin our study and thank you for being here not at Iuka <laughs> but I, I, I I'm glad that our kids have the support that they have aren't you I mean we have a lot of talented and eager um, faithful children in this congregation we should be very very thankful all right let's pray Father, thank you for a beautiful day today. Thank you for the privilege it is to assemble freely and to worship you. We thank you for the fellowship that ensues as well. We just love to be together. We miss our folks when they're gone, especially like tonight on a special project. And we're very thankful that we have so many children that are in training and also a lot of parents and adults that are a part of that support group. We just pray that you'll bless them. They'll, they'll do well uh, as they go through the process of leading folks in worship. We just pray
pray you'll bless them to do the best that they're capable of doing. We thank you that we can assemble here tonight and to participate in our time of Bible study. Pray that it'll be a blessing to all who are here. Lord, please be with these people who are sick and we've seen so many who've recovered and we're emboldened by that to continue asking you because we, we trust you. We know that uh, you hear our prayers and we're just beseeching you on the part of these folks who are suffering. We pray for comfort for Irene Baker and her family. We pray for strength for Austin Wentz as he goes through his treatments. We pray for healing for Don and Brenda Dawson that they'll have good days. We pray for Sue Davis and her family as Wade has been missing for nine months. Bless Carolyn Wilcutt and her recovery. Bless Bobby Petty in his battle with cancer. We pray for Kelby Smith that he will have good days and pray you protect him from further illness. Bless Cody McGee and his recovery that it will be full and he can get back to work. We pray your continued blessings on Chopper Taylor and we're thankful that there's an apparatus that can be applied to his leg. We hope that it will give him more freedom to walk and we just pray that he can find some degree of relief. We're thankful that Brenda has found some, that her treatments are going well. We pray that she'll have a full recovery. Please be with Larry Kennedy, who has a lot of complications from treatments. We pray for Danny Ramdahl and his health. Bless Van Roberts, who has cancer, Paul Rawlison, who has cancer. Pray for Lex Crossan that he'll have good days. Bless Norma Hemwell that her health would get better and she'd get stronger. And bless, bless Martha especially as she tends to her every day. Pray for Marty Woodruff who has cancer and for his wife Donna who has cancer. Bless Eli Johnson as he's undergoing his treatments. Bless Ethan's friend Justin as he's anticipating news about his cancer. We pray that there's a treatment that will help eradicate it. Pray for James Goddard who has cancer and Micah McBrayer who has cancer. Bless John Roten that he'll have good days. Bless Ann Langford that she can be free from pain. We pray for Emma Hutton, Paul Nichols, Sharon Strickland, Grayson Miller, Scotty Ennis who all have cancer. We rejoice that Scotty was able to get a bone marrow match. We pray that that treatment can take place pretty soon. Bless Tory Cobb and his recovery. We pray that he'll find a, a good place to work. Pray for Paul Goldman that he will begin winning his battle with cancer. Bless Pat Moore and her battle with cancer. Thankful that Ellie did good with her Surgery, pray that it's effective to uh, keep infection away from her ears. Please be with Teresa Burcham, who has cancer. We pray for Laura Galloway and for Lauren Brumley, who are both pregnant. We pray health for them and for their babies. Bless Loxley Eaton and Emsley Murphy, both which are young, dealing with tumors on their brains. Pray for Denise Martin's mother that she'll have a full recovery. Give Barbara Beard good days. We pray for Linda as she sees the doctor tomorrow. And we just pray there's good news in it and that a strategy can be laid out that'll be successful in bringing her health back to her. Please be with Jimmy Gross and give him good days. Pray for Leslie Long in her pregnancy. Bless Barbara Foster who has cancer and Mike Vance who has cancer. Bless Lynn Barragona. She suffered so much and we pray that she's on the road to recovery now and that as she gets better and better every day, her strength will return to her. Bless Caitlin Chun as she's looking for a full recovery from her surgery. 
bless Bobby Brazel as he sees the doctor about his treatment for his gallbladder problems. Bless Jimmy Wigington as he recovers from surgery. Bless Luther Mormon that he will have a full recovery. Bless Joan as she tends to him. Please keep Luther from injuring himself further. We pray for Mike Johnson that his problems will be properly treated. We pray for the Taylor family in Theresia's death. We pray comfort and we pray you'll bless them tomorrow as they go through the visitation, the funeral itself. We pray your blessings on Dave Woodrow. Please bless his heart and help him to get through a tough time. Pray for Joey Pittman's full recovery. His eye will function as it should. Bless Joanne Roberts as she awaits news about her surgery. We are thankful that Lily's doing better, and we just praise you for that. We pray for Cassie, who's dealing with COVID now, who has other health problems. We just pray that she'll get through this and, and be okay. Please be with Katie May who's pregnant and dealing with high blood pressure, which is such a strain. We, we just pray that can get regulated and that she's going to do well. We pray your blessings on those who have suffered much from the tornadoes, and we pray comfort for the victims' families and for those who have lost property. We pray a restoration for that and just... Just, Lord, I pray we'll have an avenue by which we can reach out to these folks and be of support. And we pray that through it, the church will be active and that you'll be glorified uh, even through this tragedy. We pray for Nelda Eaton, who has dementia. She broke her hip and now is dealing with the complication of pneumonia. We pray she'll get the treatment she needs and do well with that. And be with Jamie Warner, who's got some back issues and is very sick. Lord, we thank you that we've been able to talk a lot about leadership in the church. We've thought much about our elders and looked at all the things you require. And Lord, be with us now as we kind of shift our focus, but also thinking about importance of leadership and choosing the right people because they not only function in the work but they also set tremendous examples for us pray those examples are worthy of emulation bless us in our study we'll grow in our knowledge and for those who are examining themselves pray we'll find some leaders among this group in jesus name amen okay so we examine together all the qualifications from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 7, and also the book of Titus, chapter 1, 5 to 8 and 9. So I just, I kind of wanted to wrap that up a little bit, just toss out some things I think that are pertinent to remember about what we found, and then we're going to start talking about deacons. Now, as I was studying tonight, or this afternoon, uh, Jim, one of our elders. He was in the song just a moment ago, remember? He's been immortalized in our song. So Jim called and said, hey, I want to share something with you. He was very excited because his son Jay called and said, hey, Dad, they, they have appointed me as an elder at the West, Monroe, or West Metro Church of Christ in Hiram, Georgia. And I thought, that, isn't that terrific? One of our elders has basically replicated himself, right? Now there's a new generation of people, elders in that family. I, I think that's outstanding. It tells us something about Jim. Uh, this guy, though, he's 48 years old. They've got four kids. And I suggested to Jim, how about they move here? And, you know, we could use somebody about that age that clearly is well qualified, and that, that'd be wonderful. And he, he said he would 
see about that, but kind of doubt it, don't you? But what I'm suggesting in that, number one, uh, we rejoice in that. Uh, But number two, he's newly appointed. Now, he's been leading his family and qualifying himself for that leadership position. Who knows? For 48 years, maybe, his whole life. But now it's come to a reality. I'm just, I'm hopeful that there's a story like that here, too. So as we've been going over these qualifications, I hope you've been examining yourself. And I know that some of you have because you'll come to me and ask me some questions about it, about what I think. And you know what, what I think. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. I, my, my opinion's just as good as anybody else's. But I think it's important that we examine ourselves and be sure that we're capable to the work. We don't want to get the wrong people in there. That can be a difficult issue as well. Okay, I jotted down some things and just going back over some of the qualifications. I I mean, I could have just simply said, well, you know, here are the qualifications again. Not, Not that. I was just thinking about some high points that come along. And one of the things that to me is pretty significant about elders as leaders, our shepherds, our overseers, is that they are not just leaders, they're, they're really servants among us. And as they serve, then they are kind of setting a standard or a pattern of service for all of us. We watch how they behave, and then just, just based on the way that their life is reflected in these qualifications, I mean, we, we ought to be able to look at them and know exactly how it is we should behave. So they're servants of the servants, and they inspire us to do the same thing. Uh, one thing that's a misnomer, and, and I don't know how it ever got this way, unless at some point there were some people that were put in a position as an elder that maybe abused it. And that is the elders are not serving in a position where they have power over people. That is not the idea. The idea is more power with people. Okay, Rick, you ready? With your sultry voice? Would you please read 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 3? Now, you know, in this text, Peter actually identifies himself as an elder. I think that's pretty amazing. So he's an apostle and he's an elder. He's an evangelist. I mean, he, he basically fits every position Peter does. But Peter, Peter identifying himself as an elder, then from his own perspective, I mean, he's talking about what I do. Listen to what he says in this verse as regards the idea of quote unquote power in the body. Verse three. Yeah. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Not being a lord over, but being an example. A lording over says, do this. You do it. An example does what? Watch me do it. Watch how I do it and then do it as I do it. Uh, didn't, didn't Paul say something similar to that? Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, when he said, Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Okay, so what we saw in these qualifications comes well nigh, uh, I mean, in most aspects, uh, except, you know, the husband of one wife deal, but he is the husband of a wife in the sense that he's husband over the bride is church, so I guess that's qualified. (laughs) So here is Jesus, all these qualifications, very reflective of the spirit, the behavior of Jesus. So as these men are qualified according to these attributes and they're reflecting Jesus, so when we watch them, that ought to be an indication to us exactly how it is that we ought to be acting. Great elders, 
are men who do the things right here. They're sound in the faith. What do I mean by that, sound in the faith? If, some, if something's sound, if I brought to you a, a desk, I said, this is a sound desk, what would you think I meant by that? Okay, it's strong. I, I have bought some desks like, you know, cost very little money. They're put together with that uh, particle board and they look great until you put a little weight on them or push them around a little bit or put a little age on them and they just, they're weak. But I can tell you, you come in my office and you're going you're gonna to find a sound desk. I think you could just about run a truck over that desk. It's very strong. So when we talk about somebody who is sound in the faith, we're not just talking about somebody who knows some things. But what are we talking about? They lock in on the truth and they will become a rock, right? You know, when things are going well in a congregation, you might not see it that much. I'm going to tell you, when there's a little bit of trouble or turmoil, you better hope that you have got some leaders who are strong and sound in the faith, who know what the Bible teaches and will stand up for what the Bible teaches. We want them sound in the faith. Uh, what we just talked about, they're not power hungry. They're not in this position so that they can push people around uh, to legitimize their ability to tell you what. No, no. They're servants of the servants. Yes, they don't lord over, but they do what? Examples to the flock. We're looking for people, uh, just to reiterate that, who lead by, not just by their example, but also by persuasion. I can tell you what to do, but wouldn't it be better to show you and then to involve you in it? And even if maybe you had a negative idea about it, I'm, I'm doing my best to persuade you or to logically lead you to my way of thinking. Isn't that better than just trying to dominate somebody? Because oftentimes if they don't agree with you but they feel compelled to do it anyway, what does that develop in them? Resentment. I, I, you know, I don't respect you anymore. So our leaders persuade, they lead by example. And by the way, persuading somebody or helping them to come to a better understanding of something not only gets them, you know, not only gets them to do what you want them to do, but also helps them understand why it is I'm doing it this way. You, you have persuaded me that this is the right way of doing things. And then I, I touched on this, but I want to hit it again. A shining example of Jesus. Not just an example Tried to word this exactly like I wanted it. A shining example. What do you think I mean by that? You know, let your light so shine, right? They stand out as an example of Jesus. Hey, tell me something about Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if we said something along this line? How about I just show you about Jesus? Look at old brother so-and-so there. Wouldn't that be great? Nod your head this way. Yeah. Now, to a certain extent, all of us should be doing that. But all of us have somebody that we can look to. And that should be our elders, our leaders. And then, elders are our friends. Yeah? Elders are our friends. Uh, here's something I also want to say. Practically every congregation I have known... I, can't speak for Doug, but I mean, if he'd like to pitch in, that would be okay too. But just about everywhere I've been, there just seem to be some elders that more people want to talk to or confide in than others. Maybe that's just personality or what, but here's something that ought to always be true. We ought to be able to confide in any one of our elders. Isn't that true? They're going to be like Jesus. 
We ought to be able to confide in any of them. Uh, maybe you, you, you know, maybe one of them you know better than the others or whatever, but in their absence, you ought to feel free to be able to speak to any one of them and know that what you say is held in the strictest confidence. Anything you want to add to that, Doug? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, let's talk about deacons. Now, this, this is also here in 1 Timothy chapter 3. This is the only, it's the only section that specifically details qualifications for deacons. There's another text that I'm going to look at with you here in a moment that doesn't specifically refer to men as deacons, but there are some things to be learned in that text that I think help us to understand a little bit better about deacons. So, if you will read from 1 Timothy chapter 3 and read verses 8 to 13, please. Likewise must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. And let these also first be proved, then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderers, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, any of that sound familiar to you? You say, yeah, I can have read that before. No, not that. What you just read about elders, aren't a lot of those qualifications? If not exactly the same, many of them are similar. You would expect that, would you not? Because we're still talking about leaders in the church. Leaders in the church. So absolutely, many of those are going to be the same. But what we're going to notice together is that because of what they do in terms of their leadership position, there are some things that are a little bit different or nuanced that we look for in them that I, I think are very specific to the role that they take. Now, before we get into that, I just want to share some things that I think are useful. Uh, deacons, deacons work. Deacons work. There's, there's another word that's used in the scripture, actually two other words that are used in the scriptures that are sometimes translated from the term from which we get the word deacon. Uh, one of those words that is sometimes translated is minister. Another word is servant. Okay. The word from which these terms, deacon, minister, servant, comes is the word diakonos, diakonos. Turns out diakonos is a compound word. So let's break that up. This is kind of fun. So diakonos, the first part of that word, dia, means through. And then the second part of that word, konos, means Dust. Okay, now watch this. If you put those together, you would say, well, okay, so that word technically means through the dust. Now, what happens when you run through dust? Now, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but let's just say I'm in a house that's not been dusted in a while. Totally hypothetical. Totally hypothetical hasn't been dusted in a while, and like the sunlight comes through the front of the house kind of horizontally, if you walk through the house and it's real dusty, you ever seen that where the particles lift themselves up and you can see it and you're <gasps> horrified? Okay, you've seen that? I'm just imagining that that could happen, but I, I hear it does happen some places sometimes. You have walked through the dust, but what did you do to the dust? You stirred it up. You stirred it up. Okay. Now you see where we're going with this? The word deacon 
literally means one who kicks up the dust. Don't you love that? I do. I think that's cool. Okay, so a deacon is one who kicks up the dust. All right, very naturally. If a deacon is deking like he should, <laughs> then he's doing what? He's kicking up the dust. That means he's not just kind of, you know, I'm just kind of going through the motions of his work. But what's he doing? He is fired up about it. Yeah? He's saying, Deacon, what do you do? Oh, man, let me tell you what I do. And then, boom, they're just like, woo, that's my thing. That is my thing. I, 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 kinda, I, I think it kind of begs the question, but this is something that I want, I want us to understand in the very beginning. Deacons work. Deacons must work. If you're not working, then what are you not doing by virtue of our definition? If you're not working, you're not, you're not kicking up the dust. If you're not kicking up the dust, then even if you're called a deacon, what are you? If you're not kicking up the dust, you're not a deacon. Uh, let me ask you this about, let's go back to elders. Is elders just a title? You know, we need, we need some leaders. We just slap the title on them. Shake head no. No, it's not just a title. In fact, the words describe the work that they do, right? Overseer, shepherd, um, elder in the sense that they, they are experienced, they lead us, they can answer doctrinal, spiritual questions, they, they lead us through difficult things, they encourage us, they set the example to Jesus. An elder who's not doing that really is an eldering, yes? So if a deacon is not kicking up the dust, what do you, what do, you do? What, what's your work as a deacon? Well, I don't really have one. Stop, right? Is that, is that even true? If I'm a deacon but I don't have a work to do, then I'm not a deacon who's kicking up the dust, therefore I'm not a, a deacon. Because the word, the title, <laughs> is reflective of what it is that they do. Yes? So if I'm a deacon and I don't have work, I'm not a deacon. Question, how many, how many deacons should a church have? Well, we got a lot of opinions here. Um, let, let me suggest this. You have as many deacons qualified. First, you're not a deacon if you're not qualified, to start with. But we have as many deacons as we have works for them to do. Yes? We don't say we should have 100 deacons in this church. If we had 100 deacons, but we don't have 100 jobs then we're just throwing titles around. The church is not about titles, right? We're not about, because we're all equal. We're all servants. We have certain people who have various roles to play. Elders, we need spiritual leadership. Deacons, we've got jobs that need to be covered. And so we seek among us men who are qualified, according to what was just read for us, and then work assignments. Work assignments. Um, look, uh, case in point. How many, how many men do you think over by the time that we will see, we already went through chapter 5 of Acts, so in chapter 4, verse 4, we had 5,000 Christians already. Well, if you got 5,000 men, there might have been 20,000 Christians by now. Out of 5,000 Christians, how many of them do you think would have been capable of distributing food to widows. Well, look at Acts chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 1 to 4. They're not referred to as deacons in this text. However, notice what they actually do, how it is they are commissioned, how they're specially selected, and exactly what their function is. Okay, Rick? In those, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there okay, arose... Okay, stop right there for a second. So we had 5,000 over in chapter uh, 4 and verse 4. Now, here in chapter 6, it's done what? 
It has multiplied. So it's even that much more. So there's lots. Okay, keep going. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples into them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Pick seven who are qualified. Why didn't he say pick a thousand? Did we need a thousand? How many did we need to take care of this job? Seven. So here's, here's the thing. We have a job for seven men. Go find seven who are qualified. First we ask, what jobs do we need done? We identify the jobs. Now we say, well, we need deacons for these. What happens if you got 20 jobs, but you only find five men who are qualified? <laughs> well, you poor thing, you're going to be kicking up a lot of dust, I would suggest. Maybe we take those five men and we give each one of them four jobs or we somehow make teams out of them. But what we don't do is pick a whole bunch of them and just kind of set them in reserves. Uh, you know, as the jobs come along, we know you're qualified, so we'll pop you in that. That's not what happened here, is it? No. We have the jobs that need to be filled. We're going to fill them. How do we do that? In business, you've got jobs you need filled. What do you, what's the first thing you do? Qualifications. Here are our qualifications for this job. How many resumes? Well, not these days. <laughs> but you remember the good old days when people loved to work. You would get hundreds of applications. And then out of those, you will choose the ones you think are best suited to the work. Now, that isn't to say that on down the road, there might be something else that comes up. We need somebody to take care of this job. Then guess what? We'll do it again. Here are our qualifications. What men do we have? We have these jobs. Let's choose out of this group that one that we believe is best suited to the work. If you're qualified as a deacon, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be selected for the work of a deacon. It doesn't mean you never will be, but it might be that that work just isn't suited to you. I've been places, though, where you go through this quali qualifying process. We just kind of look around and get us a group of men, and then we say, okay, well, you know, like, like what would you like to do? That's backward, isn't it? We have a job that needs to be filled. We seek out among us men qualified and then we attach them to the job. I would suggest also that when that job is fulfilled, guess what? Then, you know, hey, my, my service is over. I, maybe I'm not a deacon anymore. It's not, first, it's not a lifetime assignment. But I also want to make this point. I know our time's up. Deacons are not junior elders. Okay, some people get the idea the deacons are just kind of the, the step below elders and one day we'll choose our elders out of the deacons. You know that you could become an elder without ever having been a deacon? You could if you're qualified. Maybe you never found a particular work as a deacon, but maybe you're better suited in the eldership. Is that, you say, well, you know, well, elders higher than deacon. Is that true? They're different works because we're all what in the body of Christ? We're all equal. What we're looking for are those kinds of roles that best fit the individuals. Here's something else that's interesting. There are some qualifications that set deacons apart from elders and elders from deacons. For instance, with the elders, they are specifically required to be apt to teach. You don't find that responsibility for a deacon because that's most likely not even going to be his role, teaching. With the deacons, you find actually, did you hear that? Qualifications for their wives. Ooh, that's a little spooky and scary. But the deacons' wives are qualified. You didn't find that with the elders, did you? Different role, different function within the body. Not one is more important or over, except in terms of spiritual leadership, right? They, they rule in that sense. They're giving us the direction. But even there, where, do the, where does their direction come from? 
that comes from Jesus himself, the chief shepherd. Yes? Okay, let's stop right here because we don't have any more time. But we'll look forward to breaking these things down. Let's have a prayer and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for time. Thank you for time to assemble, time to study and think about your word. I pray that these things will help us to better understand the roles that are available and the function that our deacons do. I just pray your blessings on each one who's already assigned and has their works to do. I pray, Lord, more than ever, they'll really, truly kick up the dust. Please bless us, Lord, as we are making our way home and keep us safe on the roads. And if you'll bless us with a new day, I pray that we'll put some things we've learned even today into practice to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.